welcome to the Joys of Marketing podcast. We are your hosts, Becky and Lindsay, founders and directors of Coaching by Zebra. We are super passionate about helping business owners just like you to make your ambitions a reality through the perfect balance of mindset and marketing. Are you ready to have fun, build a business that thrives and step into the role of CEO? We're here to help you get there. We hope you enjoy listening. Hello and welcome to this very special episode of the Joys of Marketing podcast. We are delighted today to be joined by Amy Walters, founder of Bloom Creative, and she's here to talk all things branding and to really help you make the most out of your own brand. And we first got to know Amy last year. Um, She completed our Business Accelerator coaching program. And at that point, her business was around four years old and she was around six months into being full time um, at that point. So throughout the journey with Amy, we saw her business completely transform and her vision for its future start to take shape. And she was also very, very deservedly. Um, won last year won various awards within her industry including the young digital woman of the year 2022 so a little round of applause for Amy there (laughs) but without further ado and let's hand over to Amy so that Amy you can just introduce yourself and your business and tell all our listeners a little bit about yourself Sure. Hi, I'm Amy. I'm the founder and lead designer at Bloom Creative, as you said, and I launched Bloom Creative back in November. Um, So I am now five years this week, I think, into business and um, sort of a year and a half into full time. Uh, So at Bloom Creative, we provide design services to help businesses bloom Bloom Creative. Uh, So that includes things like branding, brand refreshes, print design, so posters, banners, exhibition stands, booklets, uh, websites, anything designy that makes you look good is kind of what we do. And one of our main services is brand refreshes because we absolutely love to see a business that's established go from where they are to looking so much better because quite often their business will have bloomed but they don't look like where they are now so love doing that um a bit about me I live in Kent which I absolutely love because we're really close to London but we're also really close to France so we can get to France as quickly as we can anywhere else um and we live out in the countryside which is just lovely we have sheep out in the back garden um and something that I've started to speak a bit more openly about in recent weeks is that I have some chronic illnesses so that I think is kind of a bit of a plus in business because whilst I have to manage my conditions I totally understand when I have clients who have those conditions too and I kind of build flexibility into my packages for that yeah thank you thank you so much um we definitely need to get that in the diary when it's your five years of running your own businesses um you've touched on there um and introduced yourself and obviously we know you as bloom creative um but during the course of last year we did see you taking the really bold step of completely switching your business from being a personal brand as we met you first of all as amy walters design 
And you've switched that to a business brand when you evolved into Bloom Creative. So um, just on that, can you just kind of talk us through for anyone out there who might be perhaps considering the same or just to get some understanding on that kind of why you made that change and how you how you found it really? Yeah, so I think firstly, it was one of the best business decisions I've ever made and it it comes after sort of there's a lot of effort that goes into it it feels like a big thing when you're coming up to sort of changing your brand but the out the other side you just realize how much it's worth it um I think I was really ready for it my business was really ready for it and something I hadn't anticipated is that my clients were really ready for it so as soon as I switched from freelancer Amy Waters Design to owner, founder, lead designer at Bloom Creative, my clients suddenly realised like what services I do, where they might have overlooked before. They're like, oh, hold on a minute. Amy can do that at Bloom Creative. So really it worked so well. Um, The decision kind of came off the back of our coaching calls, as you know. So we sort of discussed where I was at, where I wanted to be, where my business was at and where I wanted that to be. And it just made sense. It just clicked that there needed to be a change. And whilst I took some time to think about it, it immediately felt right. Like I I kind of went, okay, well, I have to think about this because that's what you do. But I knew from the get go that the change was right. And I just came more alive in my business. So I was talking to somebody recently on LinkedIn about how I just feel so much more confident, so much more aligned. And I can go about my day now and think like, oh yeah, that would work for Bloom's socials or that would be something good to share for our clients. Whereas before I was more self-conscious under my own name. Um, and that was a big thing we worked through was the mindset around, is it my, you know, me or is it my business? And I help clients through that. Um, And personally, for me, a brand, a rebrand was just lovely because that's what I do for clients. I take them on their journey of looking at where they are now, looking at who their clients are. Are they reaching the right clients? How can they reach those with better branding? And I got to do that all for myself, kind of coming up with new names, thinking about who my target audience are again. like I, you know, I thought about it before, but really thinking about it. Um, And I just really enjoyed that because it, you know, creative. um, Yeah. Yeah, so that is so, so true. We've seen and heard that confidence for sure. And we've absolutely seen that alignment. And we talk about alignment such a lot, half on about it all the time. But that when you get that true alignment, it makes such a difference. Like we know that previously there were some blocks, there was blocks with content, there was blocks with getting services out there, talking to clients. And actually those blocks are there because they're saying, hang on a minute, you need to take a look at something. And that's exactly what you did. And then when you step into that true alignment, oh my gosh, you, you've bloomed. <laughs> um, and that is so, so true. And, and we love your branding at Bloom Creative. And we know that you always love to have meaning behind the work you do for your clients, but also your own branding too. Um, and that is makes you absolutely passionate about what you do. So could you perhaps just talk us through why you think it is important to have that branding as part of the story and share with us perhaps the story of your branding I know you mentioned the sheep (laughs) that's definitely been part of the inspiration so just talk us through some of that story perhaps yeah so I think anybody who started a business has started it for a reason 
So there's always a story behind it. And I think sometimes until someone asks you, you don't necessarily realize the story is there or what that story is. So when I'm working with clients, one of the first things I ask them is why did you start your business and what does it mean to you? And it just like they come alive then talking about their business in a different way and they're excited about it. And that's exactly what you want your branding to do is to show, you know, your passion, your excitement, why your business is there, because then everyone else will see that and get on board and, you know, be excited as well. So for me, my story sort of comes from the fact that I make businesses bloom. That's, you know, sort of fairly easy to see from Bloom Creative and I make businesses bloom. But deeper than that there's a whole deeper meaning to my branding so I didn't just choose purple because it's a nice color I chose purple because it reminds me of my grandma who wore purple all of the time and the values that my grandma had as someone who was determined and strong and generous and creative and giving are exactly what I want Bloom Creative to be so it only sort of made sense to have a bit of her in my brand and whilst nobody else necessarily knows that I know that and I can kind of lean into that. Um, And likewise with kind of bloom and flowers and stuff, she wore a lot of flowers. My other gran has um, a massive garden in France and she grows flowers all of the time. And actually my parents are there now and they've sent me a video of a load of purple flowers that are in my exact brand colour that she's grown this year I think by coincidence but it's just (laughs) lovely to see that kind of thing so those sort of things play a part in your excitement for your brand when you know it's got meaning it's not just a colour picked out of nowhere or a font picked out of nowhere um and yeah the sheep so being outdoors is where I get inspired and um it just made sense that I had flowers kind of referenced in my brand and nature referenced in my brand because a lot of my content is going to be sort of outdoorsy and looking in nature for inspiration and that kind of thing. So it all ties together. Yeah, like you say, that makes such a difference in your own branding. And we just love that, that one of the first things you say to your clients is asking them what their why is because, you know, that just shows how much you care and how you you know, really form that relationship with the people that you work with. So you're not just happy to pluck a font or pluck a colour. You you want them to be able to explain and have meaning behind it because it is so lovely when someone says to you, what, what, why is your business what it is? And you can explain it with such passion. There's just such connection there. And we know that with, we love your purple. We absolutely love your purple. We, you know, we, a bit like us, we've seen you when you go to your events and you're wearing your, you know, your purple jumpsuits, your purple outfits. We're very much the same wearing animal print. In fact, if anyone could see the video of us recording this right now, Amy is in a purple jumper. I'm in a leopard print top and Lindsay is in a zebra top. So we're all very much living and breathing our, our brands. Um, and we can see and we can hear the passion that you have for what you do and some of the color palettes that we have seen you put together that are inspired by nature as you've mentioned things like um hues of the sea and the greens of the fields and so on they're so so beautiful and we know that coming up with new ideas for clients branding and their designs 
all of the time you know you're you're doing this on a on a kind of daily basis with multiple different different clients and that takes a lot of creativity um and I guess sometimes you know every single person out there experiences a bit of a creative block at times but you have to have your things that bring you that inspiration so you've mentioned nature but is there anywhere in particular or anything else that you kind of head to to seek your creativity and find your inspiration and I guess have you got any top tips for anyone who is feeling in a bit of a creative block right now yeah so I think nature is great for two things one is inspiration it can give you just looking at it you know you go outside in spring and the tulips even have like a million colors so you can sort of see colors that work well together and that kind of thing just just stepping outside But the other thing that nature does is it gets you out of kind of the work zone and gives your head some space. And it's only when you're kind of when you slow down and give yourself that space that the creative ideas will come. And there's I can't remember exactly the reference, but there is a um, study that's about how you need to get outside into nature. Um, And even just looking out the window can make a huge difference to your ideas and your productivity. So that's kind of just so important to just get outside, even if you're not looking necessarily for, you know, a bumblebee for a logo. It doesn't have to be that literal, just getting outside. Um, There are places you can head to online for inspiration. So, you know, Pinterest, Google, even now AI, which I know is scary to a lot of people, but you can use tools to kind of it's text to image generation and just say like um, image of a I tried one this morning where I said a field of purple wildflowers with the sun setting behind and it gets it out of your head into like onto the screen and then you can see if it's a good idea and if you want to develop that further um so you can use it as a tool it doesn't have to be scary um but some top tips I think take the pressure off is a huge tip don't you know don't panic if you've set aside an hour and you haven't come up with an idea it's okay you might leave that hour go and make a cup of tea and then the idea comes then um I think we've all had ideas that come in the shower come you know at random times middle of the night you wake up and you've got to write it down like don't panic (laughs) <laughs> and it, that is you Lindsay, isn't it <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely me <laughs> it is so true because with you know when you're in the shower your brain switched off so when you're falling asleep your brain switched off and that's when the ideas come um also no idea is a bad one so if you come up with an idea and you think oh no and toss it aside you risk losing where that idea could have gone and what that idea could have inspired with other ideas So just kind of let them all flow. And if you can't let them flow in your own brain, find someone to kind of bounce ideas off of and find that person who you can say, oh, what do you think about this? And they go, oh yeah, but actually this could work too. And, you know, a few backs and forth like that. And then you've come up with a whole new brilliant idea. So yeah, take the pressure off is the key thing and just kind of let them flow. I love that, that before you toss a bad idea aside, actually going back to hang on a minute that idea might have come to me for a reason perhaps it needs a bit more looking at I love that so powerful absolutely and honestly those tips are so true and and we talk a lot about getting out of that work zone because do you know what life's busy work's busy we we get at our desks and wherever they may be we stay there 
lots of the time we're all very guilty of just not getting outside more, not going on that walk, not taking those five minutes. And, and we talk a lot about how important that really is for creativity. It's when me and Beck are at our most creative. Um, over the Easter weekend, for example, ended up having two straightaway email um, ideas for newsletters come to me straight away. Whereas had I been sat at my desk thinking I need to do that, those would not have come. Um, so you're so right. And taking that pressure off is easier said than done. But one of those things where actually, if you are putting immense pressure on yourself, that's when you're actually putting those blocks in place anyway. So those tips are super, super helpful. But, you know, moving on now, I'm sure we can all think of some really epic global brands out there that are household names. But if we asked you, are there any, you know, in particular that you think are really clever and what you love about them? Because we always find this really interesting as it's really quite personal, isn't it, in terms of branding of what we all connect to as individual people? Because as brands, we're trying to build trust. We're trying to get people to purchase from us rather than a competitor we're trying to get them to really 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 negotiate with us and build and build into us as a brand so what what epic brands are you really aligned to or do you think are really clever um so I think there are some that are really clever that I wouldn't necessarily say I'm super aligned to but I just love how clever they are um, one being the FedEx logo. So I don't know if you've seen the between the E and the X of FedEx is an arrow and it's about, you know, delivering from one place to another and that kind of thing. But until you, you've seen it, you might not notice it, but it's there and it's telling their story in a really subtle way. Um, similarly, another subtle sort of logo is Beats. So that's the circle with the B, but actually that circle is someone's head and the B is their headphone. So from a side profile, it's it's a headphone. And I think until, again, someone points it out, you're like, oh, wow, that's so clever. I never noticed that before. Um, and I love that kind of thing, a kind of hidden message that once it's pointed out. Um, one that I do love, a brand that I really love to follow is Innocent Smoothies. So they've been known for kind of shaking up marketing for years. They were sort of, I think, one of the first to really kind of change it up. And they joke about saying, like, they've just given a random person in the office the keyboard and they're allowed to do the posts. But their actual visual branding is really good, too. As soon as you see an Innocent Smoothie bottle, you know it's theirs. Even to the colour of their smoothies, like they've given it thought. Um, I had one last night and that's why it's on my mind, I think. I looked on the lid and they're encouraging now a lot of companies to recycle bottles and lids together. And so they've put the, you know, the triangle arrow recycling logo. They've used that, put the two eyes of innocent inside and then the angel halo over the top and made it their icon. So even just looking like at the lid of their bottle where it's boring and says you can recycle me recycling isn't boring it's important but you know that kind of yeah. message that's mundane they've gone oh yeah this is our logo but jazzed up a bit recycle me and I think that's brilliant because it's that attention to detail yeah yes. definitely we love innocence so much their marketing and their social media pages are just brilliant so for anyone listening who hasn't had a look over innocence social media pages just head to them and you will see exactly exactly what um we mean um 
But cue everybody Googling Beats and FedEx um, and looking for hidden messages in any logos that they see now. Um, but that is just so, so interesting. Um, and we're sure that, you know, anyone listening to this will be feeling really inspired. And there might be quite a few business owners out there listening who have got their branding. Who knows, maybe if they've had it done a long time ago, maybe they did it themselves, maybe it's you know, in whatever form they've got their current brand. Um, but they might be thinking, perhaps I need a bit of a refresh. Perhaps perhaps my brand could do with a little bit of an uplift or a tweak or something, but they can't quite put their finger on it. Have you got any tips of how to kind of recognize when your brand might need an uplift? And also just how to maybe go about getting that ball rolling? Yeah, I think kind of, just linking back to the last question of like you know brands big brands that align with you I think sometimes we can look at small businesses and you can tell when they're aligned with their brand kind of from a distance there's some people who really love their colors and you can see them using them everywhere and their fonts and that kind of thing and I think that's one telltale sign if you're looking at somebody else and going they seem to have something that I haven't got then you know you need to look at what it is you've got and what you might be missing. Um, not from necessarily like a jealousy way, but just a, they've got something and I want that. Yeah. Um, I I have a sort of rebranding guide and I say there's five ways to tell if you need a refresh. So that's one of them. Another one is that you're always switching things up. So if you're changing your content style regularly, you can kind of be confusing your target audience. Perhaps you're always using a different font or trying a new color or using a different style of image because you can't settle on something. Um, that's a telltale sign. If you just don't like your current branding and you're like, eh, <laughs> I can just tell I don't <laughs> like it. That's a really obvious sign. You just, just listen to that. Um, and two sort of more businessy signs is that your business has grown or your target customer has changed and they're just reasons to look back um, and you know have a look and see you might end up after looking going no it's okay this still works but if those have changed you need to do that exercise to make sure um to kind of give some tips I suppose of if you're like yeah that's me that really sounds like me something you can start with is an audit and that sounds scary but it's not all it means is looking at absolutely everything from your name to your logo to where you use your logo um, your colors your fonts is stuff consistent looking just at the whole wider picture and making notes on it and how does it make you feel and how could it make your customers feel and then you can start gradually so if you want to make a start kind of like DIY sorting your branding out you absolutely can and I think the the kind of simplest way to start would be to go right from today or you know from this week I'm going to consider what my colors are and by the end of the week I'm going to have decided and then I'm going to look at my fonts and decide on those and once you're consistent with your colors and your fonts your brand is already going to look stronger online and it's kind of a small step towards all the other things in your branding that you can make consistent and make align with your target customers and yourself yeah you're so right about that inconsistency I think that's a really good telltale sign because I think the minute you get itchy feet and start randomly choosing fonts and colors to try or 
becoming consistent and just generally start thinking, oh my gosh, like my ideal clients moved on, my services have moved on, what should I be doing? That's a really good telltale sign. And you're right, an audit also such a good place to start because we appear online and in in person or whatever in so many more places than we even think. So it's about doing that piece of, right, where am I? Do I have a website? Do, do I have an old Twitter account that's lurking around that I never use? Have I got a business card that's, I don't know, from 1999 or whatever? But <laughs> that that audit process is such a useful starting point. So thanks for sharing that because those are such such helpful tips. But we know that you have been super busy over these past couple of years. Um, and I guess from a coaching point of view, we always ask this question, but do you feel like you have a good balance now? And what advice would you have for anyone starting out as a designer or starting out in a business similar in terms of going after work that they enjoy rather than just work, I guess, and, and how you perhaps got to that balance or where you're feeling with when it comes to balance? Yeah, definitely. I I found since since Bloom kind of launched, I suppose, in November, I found that my balance in terms of the projects I'm getting is so much more in line with what I want it to be and what I enjoy so I've had a lot of inquiries and clients who want the kind of fresh brand because they're starting out or a rebrand or a refresh and there that's what I love and kind of I love to see that change and I get to hear their business story you know I I do love doing posters and flyers and that kind of thing too but I don't get to hear the brand story in that and kind of really show. So that's, you know, that's a brilliant balance for me. I think some advice for someone starting out in terms of going after what they enjoy would be to remind yourself that things can always be changing. So don't necessarily feel like you have to commit to something and stick at it to the point where you're exhausted and hating it. You can change things up. So for me, when I started as a freelancer, it was perfect then because it was just me. I didn't have to fit into a brand that I didn't know what it was yet. And I could do whatever projects I wanted to and whatever came my way. So I tried it all out and I did a lot of web design at the start. And then I came to kind of dislike web design and I was a bit like, oh no, not really liking this. So I cut it from my services for a while. And then it was in our coaching calls actually that we got to the bottom of why is it that I don't like web design? And it wasn't that I didn't like web design. It was the way, it was like the process with those clients. And so I changed that and now it's an offering that I love and I've got back on my website. So try everything out. And I guess as well, well, a big thing that we've spoken a lot about in kind of our coaching sessions was money mindset and valuing your worth is a huge thing and as soon as you value your worth you'll realize that your ideal clients value your worth as well and so when you're doing that job that perhaps isn't quite what you want to do but it's getting there and it's building your portfolio whilst you're getting started it will help so much more if you've got the right price tag on that because then you're not feeling resentful of the fact that you're working really hard and you're not getting anything out of it and that kind of thing yeah I think that is as you say, that's alignment, isn't it? You're valuing your worth, you're charging your worth and your clients are also valuing that, respecting that and are more than happy to be paying that for the service that they that they are getting. And 
I think that's really, really good advice as well in terms of just trying different things as you get started, because you will, it's a journey, isn't it? As cliche as that sounds, it's a journey. You try things, you like some, you don't like some, you change how you do some things to make them into something that you then grow to love. And that's all just so important as a part of it isn't it you find out what you like you find out what you don't a big part of that can be the power of saying no to those things that you do realize along the way that don't align with you or that aren't things that you enjoy um but there is a quote that we love that we use quite a lot as well um that just came into my head and that's you're not a tree you haven't planted roots you can move you can change you can evolve you know things aren't things aren't set. And that's really important to remember, isn't it? And you've touched on mindset slightly there, um, especially money mindset, but you did really embrace mindset work throughout our time working together, um, celebrating wins, using affirmations and money mindset, as you've mentioned. But is that something that, you know, now forms a part of your role as an owner of a successful creative business? Is it something that you, you know, continue continue even now and is it a part of it all right now yeah so I think it is but not in the same way so when we were working through coaching it was very proactive it was very conscious and it was sort of all of the time and that was really necessary in the period of change I was going through and now I think it's become more natural so it's it's celebrating those wins when they happen without thought, just going, do you know what? This is really awesome that that's happened and I'm going to celebrate that and I'm not going to feel awkward about celebrating that. Whereas before I had to proactively be like, okay, let's celebrate yeah. it and feel awkward. Um, <laughs> but yeah, for me, so some of the big wins you kind of mentioned at the start is that I won the Young Digital Woman of the Year 2022. So at the end of last year, and then uh, March of this year, I came runner up young businesswoman of the year in Kent. And that felt so huge because it's like, I mean, the Digital Women Awards are prestigious too, but it just felt like something, you know, even bigger for me um, with that one, because it's something I hadn't applied for before. And um, just celebrating those wins and actually going to the award event was brilliant. But prior to ever getting an award, when you're filling in an application, you're celebrating your wins and you're reflecting back on what's, you know, what's worked, what you've worked hard for, you know, where you've come from, really putting it into stats. And I think writing those applications is then something I remind myself of when times get hard, because they do. You're running businesses, times get hard and it can be difficult, but reminding yourself of that. And also having testimonials to lean back on, I think is brilliant because the words in your head are not the words that other people speak about you. You can, we're always more harsh to ourselves in our head. So falling back on those testimonials, like people actually wrote those, they weren't lying. They weren't trying to please you with their words. They were just telling the truth and um, is kind of, I guess, a natural way that I build that mindset stuff in as well. Yeah, you're so right there in terms of when we're coaching you, when mindset can be quite new, um, we're helping you and guiding you to create a new habit. So it very much has to be conscious. It has to be do some journaling, do some affirmations, you know, celebrate your wins, whether they feel awkward or not, not because it's it's forming that new habit. Once that habit's formed of, you know, that natural ability to do your mindset work is just so much easier. And it does, it just feels right for your business. And that's when you end up, 
you know, doing your affirmations yourself, you become more grateful for things, you notice so much more, you're so much more aware of your business, I think, rather than being too in it. And so it's so good to hear that that feels more natural now. And it's just become a part of your day to day. And, and those big wins, absolutely need celebrating anyway, regardless, because we're so proud of you for achieving them. So, so well done. But as we kind of start to wrap things up, do you kind of have any words of wisdoms, um, words of wisdom or any top tips? I know you've shared lots, but for anyone out there about making the most of their brand right now, what can they be doing to make the most of it? Yeah, I I have a few extra tips up my sleeve. So, um... <laughs> <are the> tips. <laughs> <laughs> so be consistent with it, which we have touched upon and um, kind of, you know, make sure that you are consistent, but have fun with it. You know, you don't want a brand that's restricting. You want one that you can have fun with. And especially if that's part of who you are, is someone who's quite fun and easygoing and likes a joke, then you need to make sure that your brand can do that. So if it is feeling restrictive, then refresh it. You don't have to, you know, like what you said, we're not a tree. We don't have roots. So refresh it, change it, move slightly, own it and I guess a practical tip is templates can help. So if you're really happy with your brand and you're like, yeah, okay, I do need to be more consistent, make some templates or hire somebody to make you some templates. And that way you can stick to your brand and create all your content and not be caught up on it. Um, A huge thing that I learned through our coaching was to not be worried that people are sick of seeing it. Um, because they don't see your content anywhere near as much as you do you're thinking about your content writing it sharing it and then checking back on it when people comment they're just seeing it in their feed and maybe commenting and then if they see it twice they'll be like oh cool I've already seen that and they scroll on by but we get all overthinky about oh have people seen it and are they sick of me and am I going on too much about it but actually you're just building trust they're like, oh yeah, I've seen her and that looks exactly like what she shared before and I know who she is and I like reading her stuff or his, so I'm going to read it again. It's not it's not what we think it is. It's, you know, so they true. It. It's so, so true. true. <laughs> if you think people are following on their social media, perhaps, you know, on your personal social media, perhaps you're following a few hundred accounts, you're not going to be only seeing the same post over and over again in a row from the same business it's like you said it just that only happens in our heads when we're picturing it like that because we are consuming our own brands all day every day (laughs) and other people aren't it's so so true Um, and consistency as well it's it's a word that I think we all are kind of like oh it's not an exciting word but actually with everything it's so so fundamental isn't it it really does make a big difference um you know it's a real a real key word to to a lot of things isn't it but I feel quite sad that this episode is uh coming to an end um but thank you thank you so 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 much for joining us on the joys of marketing um we're sure that this has been very inspirational and very useful with all your top tips um episode for any anyone out there listening um business owner or otherwise and we really have i know we've said this but we've loved watching your business transform into bloom creative and just go from strength to strength and we we love following your journey um 
But for anyone that wants to follow you that's listened today, um, do you just want to share perhaps your social handles, your website, where they can find you? Yeah, so I'm most active on LinkedIn. So if you search Amy Walters on LinkedIn, you hopefully should find me. Um, if not, pop Amy Walters Bloom Creative into LinkedIn and I'll pop up. Um, on Instagram, I'm at bloom.creative.uk. And my website is bloom-creative.co.uk. That's great. We'll put those in the show notes too. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And share it when when we share this to our socials so that everyone can go check you out. So definitely do go and have a look at Amy's pages and obviously her website because she's a true pro at what she does. Um, but honestly Amy thanks so much again for joining us we've absolutely loved this episode and um, we know it's been months in the planning getting us three together but yeah it's been <laughs> super <laughs> so brilliant yeah we'll we'll be back for the next episode episode I should say very soon but yeah thanks again and um we'll see you soon bye bye <laughs>